Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Plastic bags, styrofoam to go food containers now going by the wayside here in Colorado. Yeah, as of January 1st, those things have been banned in the state where supermarkets and restaurants can no longer offer them to their customers or at least be purchasing them for further offerings. Joining us now on the KOA Common Spirit Health Hotline is University of Denver Supply Chain Management Professor Jack Buffington. Professor Buffington, thank you so much for your time this morning. Yeah, happy new year. So let's walk through a little bit about what this means for some of Colorado businesses and restaurants, because we'll still be seeing some plastic bags and some styrofoam containers, but that's just them using the rest of the supply that they have, correct? Yeah, that's correct. They have until, uh, I think, June to use up their supply. Professor, setting aside the, the, the idea behind this law, which is it, the environmental aspect of it, if you're somebody that's in the restaurant business as somebody who knows supply chain, is this in the long run, is this more of a nuisance or is it potentially even a cost saving for some of these companies that they don't have to buy these containers or, or plastic bags? Well, I think there are two different issues. I think the plastic bags is a little bit easier to uh, resolve, but it, the containers is different because I know a lot of people go to restaurants and they like to take food home with them. So um, that becomes problematic for you know how they manage both the costs and the service to their customers. Professor, isn't this going to be almost jarring for some restaurants as you highlighted the styrofoam? I mean, styrofoam just became a part of life, especially during the pandemic when everybody was doing takeout containers. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, it really kept a lot of restaurants in business during COVID. Um, there are alternatives to it. Um, there, I mean, it's it's really a moral victory when it comes to the environment. Um, and it will cost a little bit more for some of these alternatives, but I think everybody will adjust. Is that adjustment making, at least for the takeout variety, is that is it paper containers now? Is it a simple switch like that where you just snap your fingers and go? Well, I mean, from a supply standpoint, they have to find suppliers. I mean, there there's an alternative of a paper, but it's, it's you know, the paper is lined with plastic. Uh, there's also, um, you know, some other forms of plastic that are used. So, you know, these restaurants just need to find alternatives and then figure out what it means from a cost standpoint. Is this a rush to get the switch done or have restaurants and businesses had well enough in advance knowing that this would be a change that would be coming? I think um, for the larger restaurants, you know, they know this is happening because this has been happening in other states. Um, and I also think that, you know, it's, it's been in the making. They'll all get passed a year ago. So I think most restaurants will, will work through it in, in the timeline that's proposed. Is there any other examples from other states? Like, do you have any data about the cost that, it, that it's going to be for whether it's larger restaurants or some of the smaller mom and pops the cost to make this transition? Well, I mean, as you as you know, the cost of everything is going up. So, um, you know, it, I mean, from the grand scheme of things, if you think about you know inflation costs, it's it's pretty small. You know, when you think about a takeout container for a meal. Um, so, I you know, I, I think you know the, the uh, consumer isn't going to really notice it much. But you know, with restaurants facing 
you know, increases in labor costs, increases in supply costs. It really is a balance of how much do you raise prices versus how much do you just lower your own profit. Professor, going off that real quick and in wrapping up with you, you talked about the supply chain and being able to find the vendors to provide the paper bags or the non-styrofoam containers. Is there going to be any supply chain issues or shortages and, and lack thereof if they can't find the suppliers to have these? I think the good news is is that you know, most of their suppliers have these alternatives, so I don't predict anything like that happening. University of Denver Supply Chain Management Professor Jack Buffington, thank you. Thank you. I went to a Walmart a couple days ago, and I still forget that Walmart doesn't have bags, period. So I walk in, and I'm like, I'm just grabbing a couple things. I could just carry it out. And then before I know it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have so much, and I can't carry them because they're just completely gone when it comes to the bags. I am bad when I shop. I'm ill-prepared. My wife has a bunch of bags in the back of her car. She always reminds me, take a bag with me. But but. <laughs> I say this, and this is extremely anecdotal. The only reason I still like the plastic bags, if you have a dog, it's good for picking up the dog. So I collect a few of them because it's good to have them for your dog. I know, I know, but that's that's part of it for (laughs) for that. And I know that's such a small, very anecdotal piece with that. But it's that the supply chain piece, but also it's it's coercing and changing people's habits when they do things. The takeout piece, I find probably a little more problematic when you're trying to take, you know, take away, take home food, that that may be something different, especially when he said, even some of these containers still have, you know, a certain amount of plastics in them.